What is going on, Sabres fans? Welcome back to another episode of Sabres Spotlight, where we shine a light on everything Sabres hockey. Ryan, what's going on? You know, this we're, we're recording this episode right after the Sabres played one of the most boring games of the season, but came away with a 3-2 a to two overtime win. But, dude, I feel like this week I have been just channeling my inner nerd like i'm just like so into video games right now it's so fucking nerdy and lame but hey that's just who i am and you know i'm just i'm I'm gonna become a final fantasy guy like i've decided i'm gonna buy a couple final fantasy games and play those because they look sweet so i'm just nerding out over here i'm nerd i'm taking my i'm taking all my all my time that i have while my wife goes to bed at nine o'clock and just nerding out wait did you say there's a did you say that cut out for a second you said there's a new one coming out well, there, there did, there was like so. Seven got remade a couple years ago, yeah. and they instead of one game, they split it into three parts. And the second part of the remake came out like yesterday or today. So now I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go buy the remake and I'm gonna play that, and then I'll buy this. I'm just like, I don't know, it looks cool, so I'm gonna play it. Well, it's funny you say that because there's like, well, you know, I play Clash of Clans, and there was an I saw an ad for it today. They were, yeah. I don't know if they're doing like something with Final Fantasy or not, but their like YouTube channel was like promoting like some of like the characters in the game, and it had a whole yeah. thing about like Final Fantasy. So I'll have to look into it a little bit more. But uh, I never really played any of those games growing up. Dude, me, I never did either. And you know, I got I got so many of my friends that my friends are just like, dude. Just like those games, all I mean, there's like 16 of them, but they're all yeah, like yeah, separate yeah. stories. They're all separate stories. Like they they don't like go together. So really, you could pick up like any one. And now that like they're being remade and stuff for like, you know, PS5 graphics and and stuff, I'm like, all right, I'll I'll fucking buy one. I'll just play it. Who cares? It's fun. You know what I just thought of now when you said there's like 16 of them. Is there? And maybe there is, but like, I how is there not like games for like every Fast and the Furious movie? <laughs> Well, I don't know, dude. Honestly, I think this is so funny because I think racing games are so fucking boring. I think they're boring. Like Wait, I used to play, like I used to play Midnight Club and shit back in the day. Like that was cool. But dude, like, Midnight Club was—that's what I was just gonna say. <laughs> but I don't know. I, now I, I don't think I could play a racing game. Now I just find it so boring. Dude, yeah, I think it was for I think it was for GameCube. Maybe it was PlayStation though. But Midnight Club Dub Edition Remix Three, that was the fucking yeah. game, dude. Yeah, that is like that had the sickest soundtrack too. I, I I remember that game. That game was sick. That was <laughs> that was definitely the game. That was definitely the game. But um, no, that's cool. Yeah. So I, so me and Katie, we started this new thing, and. I think I was telling, well, I didn't tell you about it, but I think I mentioned on the show before that I'm trying to like really solidify like my, my bed routine. So like we, I, we were doing this new thing. It's, we've been doing it now for like a week pretty consistently. So it's become like part of a routine, which is nice, but we go. So like probably like 15 minutes before we go to sleep, we've just been like laying on the floor. I put on like some nice soothing yoga music, right? So we're just like laying <laughs> what? on the floor. What? I'll tell you, dude, we do four minutes of breathing, just deep breaths in through the nose, out through the mouth, right? Just kind of letting it all go. Are you we serious? Follow, I swear to God. So we do four minutes, right? Four minutes. Follow that up with some stretching, right? So I'm teaching her how to stretch me out. I stretch her out. Okay. So we do this is, I, okay, I fuck with this. I fuck with this. Because I am <laughs> yeah. notoriously not flexible. So tell me more. So we've been doing some stretch, you know, some leg stretches. We do like some back. I mean, doing I do. I know I'm kind of teaching her some stuff. So we do like some back compressions. We're doing like a whole bunch of stuff, right? So 
but it's so again, four minutes of breathing, right? Just kind of chill mode, relax, shut the mind down, a little bit of stretching after. And then we'll do what I call, I made this up, call this the thoughtful three, right? So the thoughtful three is three questions. And it's like a self-reflection thing. So we talk about one thing we did good during the day, one thing we could do better, and then our goal for the next day. And we just chat Dude, about that for like five, 10 minutes. You sound, you sound like every TikTok influencer right now. Dude, it's great. So you know what the funniest thing about this was? So we've been doing this now. Like I said, we do now for like a week. Uh, I think it was like Tuesday. It's a couple of days ago. I'm coming home from work, and I texted Katie as I'm uh, getting ready to leave. I'm like, "All right, I'm leaving now. We'll get the kids down." I'm like, "I'm pretty pumped to do our bedtime routine." She goes, "Yeah, dude, so am I." <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I thought so it's become a thing. I thought you were gonna say when you put the kids down and you'd be like, all right, babe, let's see how flexible you've gotten <laughs> with these new stretches. <laughs> no, I, I need the flexibility for sure. I am just like, I have zero flexibility for doing physical therapy. Yeah, I do not practice what I preach. <laughs> that's so funny, dude. But, um, all right, that's pretty much all I got. Let's get into some around the league stuff because there is a lot going on around the league. I guess we'll kick it off with, Patrick Kane and his return to Chicago. So that was kind of an interesting game. The NHL script writers were out as Kane scores the overtime goal on Chris Chelios Jersey retirement night. Uh, kind of cool to see. And I, and I want to say, wasn't, didn't like the Chicago fans like cheer when he scored the goal, even though they just lost <laughs> at home. I mean, I don't know. I don't think they really did, but it is kind of cool, honestly. Just, like, the fact that it happened on Chelios night, like, dude, Chelios was, like, an unbelievable Blacklock and an unbelievable Red Wing. So it, like, it, like, worked out in the weirdest way. Like, and he left, when he left the Blackhawks in, like, the, you know, 2000s, um, there was, like, bad blood there. Like, it wasn't great. And then for him to finally come back and, like, get his jersey retired there, especially on that night, is just like like you said, dude. The fucking scriptwriters were like, great, like salivating for this moment. And once he got the puck in overtime, like for the breakaway, you just knew he was burying. Like he he's been really good for them, and it's like insane how good he's yeah, been. Yeah, he's like, been I, good. So it's it's so good for them. I mean, fuck the Red Wings. I can't stand them, but hey, that, that's pretty fun and really really good night in hockey when that when things like that happen. And it, it's just like. All the stories I've ever heard about Chris Chelios, he's like the man. Like I was listening to, I forget where I heard this from. I forget what podcast I was listening to, but like the like they had a dinner beforehand, like over the weekend, to yeah. to celebrate. And he at like some massive steakhouse, he foot footed the bill for like all his entourage, and like, there were a bunch of famous people there, and the bill was like four hundred thousand dollars. Oh my god! And he was like, "Yeah, fuck it, I'll just like you know." what a guy like what a guy come celebrate my night and i'll just pay for your you know quarter to half a million dollar meal that's awesome that is is insane that is insane as far as like the red wings go because he has been really good for them but their whole team has just been like shooting lights out so i still i still don't know about them like they're the the thing is like you said it's kind (laughs) of shitty because they've been playing really good like i think they just lost the other night but they're seven they lost tonight too yeah so they lost lost tonight, tonight i guess and they or was this their was this their game that broke the streak? Because they they were on a win six, I know, but um, I'm not sure. But they lost five yeah, three yeah. to nothing. 
So they lost to the Islanders tonight, and then but they had won six before that. So they're like kind of solidified in that wild card one spot right now. But again, they've been shooting lights out, and their schedule is getting tough coming up. So I just I don't know. I have a feeling that they could kind of come back down a little bit here. So we'll, I mean that remains to be seen. I'd I'd love to see it, but yeah, Kane's been doing good. But ultimately, screw the Red Wings. Hopefully they miss out on and i've now. seen i gotta get this off my chest i've seen and i've seen so many people on social media be like oh it would have been nice if the fucking saber signed kane oh fuck all these you know if you were a sabers fan that didn't want kane here you're an idiot blah blah, blah. shut the fuck up shut up yeah. yeah because there was no way to determine that a 35 year old man coming off hip surgery that ended four other careers would lead to him playing the best hockey he's played in like the last two or three seasons. Like he's been great and like good for him, but like it was unpredictable. And if you don't think the Sabres tried to sign him, you're a fool. Like, of course they tried to, he just picked Detroit and that's on him. If anything, you should be like, fuck this guy. He chose to go to Detroit over coming back home and helping his hometown team break a playoff drought. So I don't know. I don't know where these people are coming from, where they're like getting their rocks off, like coming at other Sabres fans. Like, he picked the other team. Like, fuck that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, man. Like, there, he was never coming here. I, I, I don't know if he's ever wanted to, to play here. Like, when you, when you go to Chicago and he had all the success he had, and then you've just seen the turmoil that the Sabers have been through for the last like 13 seasons. Like, why on earth would you want? Just like any free agent, why on earth would you want to come to Buffalo right now? Like, it's just not. You're either gonna have to acquire players via trade, which is on Adams, or just you know, overpay for, for somebody and, and hope it works out. But um, I don't know. It's, it's a tough situation that the Sabres are in with that, but yeah, screw, screw Patrick Kane. Like I said, he, he chose that, that he didn't want to come here, but perhaps an even bigger name right now in the hockey world and definitely a bigger man. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's talk about Matt Rempe for a little bit. And this is, this is, it's an interesting thing. Cause like, as much as I like to see it, when I see it every night at some point now, I'm just like, this guy has to stop fighting. He's not going to remember his rookie. Se- I remember tweeting that. I'm like, this guy's not going to remember his rookie season because he's just taking too many shots to the dome piece on a night in, night out basis. I just don't understand what's going on. Well, dude, like I like looked up his uh, other other fight videos and he was fighting, like, a lot in junior, obviously, and then he was fighting in the AHL, too, so he's no stranger to fighting. Like, he is clearly, like, a, a modern-day tough guy, and he can actually, like, kind of play a little bit. Like, I, I watched a little bit of, the, like, the Rangers' last few games, and while he wasn't, like, amazing, he did get a goal. Like, he's been he's been okay. Like, not, like, a fucking plug out there. So that's pretty cool that he can actually play. And his fights, though, are just, like, they're so awesome, but they're also so scary at the same time. Like, he's got to learn to protect himself. Like, I was yeah. listening to a, a bunch of fighters, and they're like, you got to, like, learn where you're grabbing. Because if yeah. he's not grabbing correctly, the other guy's arm is free, and they're just pounding this kid. Like, he's only 21 years old. So, he might be 6'8", but he's not, like, strong yet. So, these guys are just going to, like, especially, like, Nick DeLaurier. Like, that fight was fucking heavyweight fight and i mean i they were both pummeling each other and it's cool it's awesome like i i, I love that stuff and i and i think fighting has a place in the game for sure i i, I don't ever want to see it be gone from hockey but like someone's got to tell this kid like hey you don't actually have to go every night you have proven yourself 
But if <laughs> on his on his behalf though, like if he's gonna get challenged and he and he doesn't want to say no, that's kind of on him. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, it is funny how he's already got a rep reputation around the league. Right? He's been in the league for like four games. I remember like two weeks. I remember seeing tweets. <laughs> I think it was after the uh, after the stadium series game with the Devils. He like sucker punched someone from behind and got in the fight, and people were just saying like, "This guy's a savage." Yes, yeah, so but, but he's it's... like the nicest guy too. I've listened to his interviews. He sounds like a gentle giant. Like he and he's got a great like an like a his backstory is kind of interesting. I think his dad uh, passed away a couple years ago, so him and his sister are like really close. Like as a you know, two two young siblings, and like that's his support system, and it's just like he's a great story. But I I want this kid to have a long NHL career. I don't want him like, you know, having a two year career. And we've seen like other enforcers that have taken like a ton of shots to the head like over their career, and um, you know, in their in their lives like not like not have a great way of life or like ending prematurely. And I just want I want to see this kid have a long career. I guess that's what I'm what I'm saying. Doesn't it seem a bit weird though that it's like. He's this twenty-one-year-old kid, and, and he's like defending like the honor of the other guys. It just seems weird to me that that's like that's the thing. Like, hey, kid, come up. And I know he's not he's fighting because he wants to and, and whatnot, but it just like that concept seems so weird. I'm like, why aren't these other guys fighting? I know they don't have fighters, but like, still, dude. I mean, he's got to be like the most popular guy in the room right now because like if he like builds up his man strength and like. You know, people actually get scared of him. You fucking, you touch me because the Benajad and this guy's gonna come over the boards and cave your face in. Yeah, so it, it I, is nice. It, it is good. It's old school. It's old school, and I love it. And I want him to have a long career. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to some exciting news from the PWHL. This was just put out this week. So the uh, they did mention that there will be no expansion coming for next season. Um, it's gonna stay at. Uh, I believe it's six teams right now that are. It's four. I, I think yeah, it's six. You're right. It's six. It's six total teams, but the playoff format was announced, and it's going to be the top top four teams that qualify for that. Kind of interesting. So, the top overall seed will get to pick who they want to play. So they can pick either the three seed or the four seed. So I kind of like that because it introduces like, oh, like this team wanted to play us. Like they think they match up a little better against me. Like that's that's kind of cool to just add a little bit to the first round. Uh, and so it'll be two five-game series. So that's how the playoffs are going to work. And then, uh, actually, you want to comment on that before we get into the draft stuff? Dude, I think that rule is so sick. Like, I've, I've wanted kind of, like, to try to introduce that rule into our fantasy football league because, like, that is so cool. Like, top like top seeds, after the buy, like, after the top two get a buy, I've wanted to be, like, you can choose, like, who you play. Like, that'd be so sick, you know? I I, kinda, I love that this league is doing like out of the box things like that. Yeah. yeah, it introduces rivalries into it. As far as the draft stuff goes, I don't know. I don't know if this is a good idea. I'm kind of interested okay. to see what you think because, like, so the bottom two teams. Essentially, the way it's written is the bottom two teams will accumulate draft points when they get eliminated, and then yep. the most points will get the top pick. But I guess. My question here is like, so this obviously won't start until both teams have been eliminated. Because if if one team gets eliminated way before, well, that's the they, point. That's yeah, the but point. okay. So say say team one gets eliminated and they have twelve games left. Team two gets eliminated and they have 
10 games left. I mean, what's I assume they're just going to be like, okay, well, the next two games don't count or something. It's No, here. they will. They will. So this has been introduced, like, the people have been wanting this to be introduced in the NHL probably for at least 10 years now. And it's called gold drafting. If you want to look, I don't know who made it up, but if you want to look up gold drafting at some point and read about it. So the premise is that once you are mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, all of your wins go towards um, accumulating draft points, like you explained. So, like, let's say, so Chicago, the Blackhawks have been eliminated from playoff contention mathematically for probably, like, you know, um, a, a couple weeks now. Like, from then on, they would just be accumulating draft points with each win. So, essentially, it's just, like, getting rid of tanking, basically. So, like, let's say in two weeks... In two weeks, the Sabers are eliminated from tank. Like contention? you would still tank in the, you can still tank like in those middle games. Be like, in the okay, beginning, we got to get to our draft. We got to start accumulating these draft points. So yeah, but no one would first. do that. That's the thing. Why no, not? no player would. No player would be like, we're gonna lose the first thirty-five games of the season and then win a shitload. Like no well, one they would. Probably do that. Didn't, they probably thought teams would never tank either, and now that's a thing. So the teams would but just find another I, way to do it. I, I like this rule for a league like like the PWHL that's trying new things. I would fucking hate this in the NHL. Like I like my traditional, you know, there's gonna be tanking. It's the pro it's pro sports. Like tanking is totally fine, in my opinion. If you wanna tank, you tank. If you wanna ice a shit team and get the first or second overall pick, you go ahead and do that. Like that's your prerogative. There's really no reason to to change things in the NHL. I just think it's like an interesting little wrinkle here. All right, but let me ask you this real fast as far as the NHL goes. So, okay, so say Chicago just gets eliminated because they're probably not eliminated yet, I would think, right? Math, math, I mean, dude, they might be, honestly. They're they so bad. Okay. But let's just say – let's just throw out a theoretical here. Say, say they're not eliminated yet, but they get eliminated in like a week, right? Yeah. Where the Sabres are at now, like if they lose the next two games and they know their season's done, you don't think they'd be like, you know what? We should try and get eliminated as soon as possible so we can try and catch There's, Chicago. Like we're a better team than them. We can win more games. I, I, I just don't I just don't see that fixing the whole tank thing. And again, it's not like, like it's a big deal. I don't need tanking fixed anyways, but it seems weird. I know, me. like the the way I think about it, like so let's say Chicago is eliminated and then like whoever's in fourth last gets eliminated like a week and a half later. If they win more games, They'd get the first pick, and because Chicago can't win that many games, so it would just be like it's Chicago's fault for sucking huge ass, basically. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's an interesting concept. I just I I wouldn't I wouldn't want it to be in in the NHL, like I said. But hey, yeah, if trying, I'm being honest, it's and if I'm being honest, it's it seems like one of those things to me where like I don't like the way it sounds, but like I'm gonna kind of love like the way it works out. So like imagine, okay, let's say imagine the Sabers. Uh, last day of the season, if they win that game, they get the first overall pick because they accumulated X amount of points. Like you'd be rooting your dick off for them to oh, win yeah. that game, you yeah. know? Yeah. So it really just it, it eliminates the need for like I'm rooting for losses. Like I'm rooting for my own team to lose. You know? Dude, like, yeah. Imagine like San Jose versus Chicago, the last game of the season, and whoever wins gets Mac and Celebrini. Like that would be pretty <laughs> sick. Yeah, right, exactly. And, like, you're rooting for the team to win. It's not like you're, like – it's right, not like yeah, when the yeah. Sabres were getting scored on by Jonathan Taves in the third period against the Chicago Blackhawks in 2015, and the whole fucking crowd is cheering on Jonathan Taves scoring on us. Like, you know, it's, it's not – or do you – were you ever – did you go to the Arizona game where Arizona beat us in overtime and everyone cheered at home? No. And I then Mike – 
And then I think it was either uh, it was Mike Weber, and he was like, "This is fucking bullshit." Afterwards, <laughs> he's like, "We got our own fans cheering for other teams' goals." I only go to the blowouts where we where we where we chant uh, "fire our coach" chant. Oh my god! <laughs> but the PWHL is doing doing some cool shit. I I I'm curious to see like if Buffalo would ever get a team. Like I would totally go to PWHL. Oh, dude! I mean, we had the fucking Buttes, and then they started this new league, and the Buttes got dissolved. So I, you would think that Buffalo would get a women's hockey team eventually. I mean, there's only six teams in this league, so once they do expand I, w- I would assume that they'll expand to u.s cities and we'll for sure get one yeah yeah all right i'm gonna go through these next two points pretty quick here so we can get to to the sabers talk don't need to elaborate too much on the arizona coyotes but they're on oh, my loss 13 0 11 and 2 in their last 13 games and then uh chris tanev so one of the dominoes falls in the trade market as we get closer i think we're about nine days away now it's on march 8th but chris tanev traded to dallas uh, you were saying earlier there was some uh, speculation, or maybe it was confirmed that the Sabers did have a a deal in place for it. Obviously, or at least they um, sent a deal over to Dallas, but it didn't end up getting uh, accepted. Tanev chose uh, Dallas to waive his no trade, and uh, he goes there from the Flames. So, um, anything you wanted to elaborate yeah, dude, on? Yeah, I like Chris Tanev. I like Chris Tanev a lot. I mean, he's an older guy, older, steady right-hand shot. I feel like he also went to RIT, and that's kind of cool. So I, uh, if he, if we can sign him in the offseason, people would probably, like, not, like, casuals would be like, oh, good, the, Sa- oh, the Sabres are signing, like, another old Eric Johnson-type defenseman, where it's, like, it's completely opposite. Like, this guy's defensive metrics are, like, the best in the league, like, time after time after time he's just a good defensive defenseman and when's the last time we had a guy that just was good at defense you know like just was a rock so it's good for Dallas I think that's a great place for him and he can go chase a cup and I guess with LeBron's report I guess you can't say that Kevin Adams wasn't trying and and that's kind of frustrating for me honestly because you only get so much credit for trying at some point you gotta like put things over the line here yeah 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 and again it's like what's the offer like trying is one thing but like if you're still saying like got that no trade man it's got that fucking no trade well yeah sure yeah he would have had to waive it but like also i just because we haven't seen it also question like what is it what is adams really laying on the line there you know like if you're sending some bullshit off it's like those it's like those trade offers you get in fantasy football like come on i'm not accepting this dude like get the hell out of here type stuff you know right. so um i don't know but real quick before we go on i just wanted to say like because the so the flames retained 50 percent of his salary and then the devils retained 50 percent of his salary so that means yep. that dallas really doesn't take like they're not paying him at all. Obviously, they're paying to get him with the what what they traded, but it, like they don't get a cap hit, right? Yeah, they do. So the way it works is so when three team trades like this happen, uh, technically Tanev was traded to Dallas first at a fifty percent retention, and then traded to uh, no traded my bad traded to New Jersey first at fifty percent, and then New Jersey trades him to Dallas at another fifty percent. So Dallas is paying him twenty five percent of his salary. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's not the full one hundred percent. It's 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 fifty percent. Fifty percent. Yeah, 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 it's okay. twenty five percent. So he's he's gonna get a game. He's gonna get a paycheck from three teams. That's fucking funny. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into the Sabers here because this is this is one of the few shows this year that we actually can 
feel a little good, a little positive. Again, the win tonight against Tampa Bay, it wasn't pretty. They, I don't even really think they played that good of a game. I thought for sure they were going to lose, but you end up getting the win. Sure, you wish it was not in overtime because you really only gained one point on them, but um, still, a win is a win. And so six wins in their last eight games. And since we recorded last week, we've had four games, and they've won three of them. So they're on a nice little um, – nice little – nice little streak here the streak officially ended at three after the carolina win at home which was a pretty sick game uh they lose to florida but uh the sabers are they're playing better as of late upl is continuing to build them out because we're really not we're really not generating offense we're really not scoring a lot of goals but upl just continues to to dominate uh between the pipes but uh just before we get into some of the discussion points what are any thoughts from just like the last week on kind of how things are trending and what you're seeing from the sabers dude all i got to say is upl is so good it is insane his turnaround over the last like 6 months like he had let that little spurt last year in january where he looked great and then kind of like regressed back into like old upl but this upl just looks different like he's he's confident He's challenging shooters. He he doesn't play small anymore. And this isn't just like a a little run here. Like this is like actually him. Like he I think he's good, man. I really do. And besides that, the Sabres are fucking boring to watch. I'm sorry, but they just are. Well, they so they showed a they showed some stats. I think it was before the game today or it was it was during the game. But UPL's last 16 starts, 1.88 goals against and a 931 save percentage. Like, that's pretty insane. That's insane, and, man. Yeah, so in this season, he's played in 35 games. He has a 2.47 goals against, which is 7th in the NHL, and a 914 save percentage, which is tied for 8th in the NHL. So literally that's top crazy. 10 statistics, right? Never would have thought. I never would have thought that that, that would happen for him. Yeah, I mean he's he's playing lights out, and uh, it's it sucks that we haven't been able to. I mean, literally, and just any more offense probably could have won three or four more games, just even in the last like month alone, and 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 been a little bit closer to striking distance, you know. And it's uh, man, it's just it's just so frustrating because there's been a lot of games that we have wasted, and even these games that we've won recently. I mean, two one, three two in a shootout. 3-2, we lose at Florida. 3-2 again in overtime. It's like this team lately, it's like the offense is just – it's so dry and you're scoring one to two goals in regulation. That's just not going to get it done most nights. I don't know what – I don't know what happened, man. I mean, like we said, they changed their style earlier in the season and, and they were kind of like getting back to playing offense again. And, and now they're just like kind of not. Like I <laughs> – they're just so boring, bro. There's, they don't really do much offensively, like ever. Like the, their big guns don't do much. Skinner barely gets to the danger areas. Tage looks like he's, you know, a little bit back finally. Jesus Christ. Tuck is playing well, but like, they just they don't get to the danger areas. They just they they chosen to be a team that fires shots from the outside and. Well, look at the two so, goals tonight. I mean, the the first goal tonight against Tampa Bay is pretty much a giveaway from Tampa Bay right in front of the net. Tucks just scoops it up and scores. You know, it's not like we yep. generated an offensive play there. And then the other one it was just Tage coming down the side and and he had, it was a nice shot, a nice goal and got somewhat of a screen from Skinner too, but it, you're not seeing the you're not seeing the pretty plays from from before. You're not seeing the confidence with the puck. It's just 
the goals that are the goals that are going in are just they're, they're just again kind of kind of basic things you know and and i guess that's good to some degree but it's it's only going to get you so much you're you're going to have these low scoring games when it comes to that we've uh we've talked before about the power play stats and i don't want to keep harping on that but i just decided to do a little bit more research like before the show so i got some numbers for you i want to get like, right. a reaction from you here in the pod because the reason i looked this up is because i just kind of wanted to see and we can get to the refing in a little bit but i i kind of want to i wanted to see like how many opportunities we actually had like compared to the league like we because i'm thinking we have to be in the the bottom percentage as far as like actual power play opportunities and they are they're 25th in the nhl with 171 power play opportunities 28th in the nhl with 26 power play goals so that's a 15.2 percentage which is 27th in the nhl and as far as the, like the overall offense goes, they're 24th in the NHL right now at 2.88 goals a game and 27th in the NHL with a 9.09 shooting percentage. So it's just like, again, it just kind of summarizes like the season that it's been so far, just really, really tough generating offense, getting pucks into the back of the net. And you see it on a night in night out basis. It just seems like such hard work for these guys to get the puck in the net. Yeah, not even on the power play, but lately at five on five as well. So it's just it's very frustrating. And the power play has been the same, the same for the last, you know, how many months of the season are we in now? How many months have have we gone through? Five? It's it's just like the same thing over and over again. Like nothing really changes. I mean, to be honest, I think it's more of a testament to UPL and the way that he's played because it's not like he's it's not like he's playing with these big leads he's he's having he's literally playing under pressure and not that goalies like when they get leads they 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 take plays off or they take time off or anything but I mean he's consistently playing tight games where like every goal could be like a losing goal for the other team or a winning goal for the other team and it hasn't phased him at all he's just been lights out so I I have to give him even more credit for just again playing in all these close games and and just showing up for the team on a nightly basis it's been great yeah, I agree, man. It, it's it's been that aspect has been the the lone bright spot I think this year. I mean, it got to the point where I actually forgot who the backup was because it just ha- I haven't seen him in so long. I mean, obviously, it's well, it's because right? we don't even we don't have back to backs like ever. So why we why bother? Why not play him? I mean, this actually today was the first time I've seen that uh, they called up Tukarski from the AHL. Yeah, and they didn't even let UPO get reps in practice. Like, why, why bother, like, making him get dressed? Like, why just let him rest? Yeah. He's going to play. Yeah. Yeah, he's on a heater. And, and I, I know that gives the team some uh, confidence, you know, playing in, in front of him. But, uh, again, you just wish they could put the puck in the net a little bit more. Let's get transition a little bit away from the uh, the product on the ice here. Some interesting news came out earlier this week get your thoughts on the plans for the stadium next season. And they, so the Sabres announced the new video board is coming in the 24, 25 season, which is next year. It's going to be 27 by 33 feet. So roughly double the size of the current board. And uh, it was funny. I don't know if you listened to Sabres live, but they were talking about the dimensions and and Marty, they interviewed one of the guys, I think like the COO of the Sabres and they were making jokes about how it was like, Levi uh, by Baran, like as far as like the size goes. Oh my God. 
said oh it, said it was God. like they said it was like a goalie board. It was actually kind of funny. And then and then Marty was like, oh, and there's only one of them, which was like UPL. So it was just kind of funny how they how they put that all together. But 27 by 43 feet, which is roughly That's double so the current board. Yeah. Um, and fully functional corner panels, which actually looks pretty sweet on the renderings. And then two TVs underneath to, to hit the lower bowls. Uh, so a new so plans for the new video board <clears throat> next season. And then a new roof as well. So some additions coming That's to Bank. Oh my god, dude. This is so funny. <laughs> Announcing that the roof is being done is the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, you don't have to announce that you're doing the roof, bro. Just do the roof. It's not a big yeah, deal. But, yeah, but I, I was telling you before we even recorded that, like, I'm more excited about that than the actual video board. The roof looks horrible. <laughs> I know. Like, that if needed you, like, to be done. It does. It looks like shit. But still, like, dude, there's there's way more things we got need to do. I want to sit in the 300 level with a fucking cup holder. I want to sit in the 100 level where my armrest isn't falling off. Like, we got you got some work to do here, buddy. Like, let's get, like, congrats on your new video board and your new roof, but this better not be the end because there's way too, there's so much work to do. And I, and I figured, I figured that this might be, like, the start of it and they'll gradually announce, like, you know, more improvements over the, like, next, you know, a couple months or, like, through the summer. But I'm sorry, but Pagula gets no leeway from me. He gets nothing. You got to do this. You got to try to make the fan experience, like, much better. Like, I know the team, like, obviously winning, like, cures all and all that. But you walk into the fucking arena and it's like a, it's a shithole. Like, yeah, I wanted to get to a point where, like, it's still a shithole, but it's like a classy shithole. Like, it, yeah. what what do people say when it's something like a nice is bidet like, and stuff? I, I mean, I guess I I what do what's the word? And I'm gonna get it tomorrow from someone. What's the word where like if something is old but like it has charm is what I'm looking for. I want like opposing fans to be like that building has charm. You know, okay. right now I, th- I mean I like, think I like that word right there. Charm. It just. It just like it. It's there's nothing redeeming about it right now. I mean, they should do like new paint and shit. Like it should it should have like features, not just be a, a place you go and spend twenty five dollars on nachos and watch the home team lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know what this when I when I read it. I mean, I was excited about it, but the pessimist in me immediately just said, okay, well, you know what's coming next? The announcement that season tickets are going up for next. Okay, year. well, they did. They went up eight <laughs> percent. Oh, okay. Did they just announce that? No, it was like it was it was like a little blurb, but yeah, they went up like six to eight percent in in some areas. But I know like the league to be fair to Pagula, like the league mandates that it goes up a certain percentage every year. But it is still it is still funny to be like, here's our new improvements and then hey, your tickets are going up hundred and fifty dollars a piece. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, soften the soften the blow a little bit, but it, I mean if you rationalize it like that, then like whatever i guess there would be outrage given the where they are this year just, you know what people wouldn't even be mad if they just won some fucking hockey games at home like whatever oh you my know gosh i know i actually tweeted today which i thought was a pretty good tweet which by the way if you're listening to this show and you don't follow the uh the podcast account go find it because i feel like oh I'm matt rips on there I'm rocking off some pretty good tweets, and it's like, I feel like if we had a good following, so many of these tweets would just like blow up. But it's just like, it's just still like a small like account. I'm like, yeah. I, I'm I'm propping myself up right now, but I got some good tweets. So, but anyways, the one today was like, uh, I think it was like in the second period, and there was like, 
there was some Luke chance, like he made a save, and you could, like the Sabres fans in Tampa tonight were pretty loud. It was kind of nice. To yeah, hear. they but were. Hear, like, I mean, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, but you heard like the Luke when he he made a a couple big saves, and then when they scored, you heard the goal, and I was like. I tweeted, I was like, the Sabres fans in Tampa Bay better be quiet right now. We don't want the players thinking it's a home game. And I was like, come on, that's a good <laughs> Oh my god. All right. Uh Dude, but... you wanna hear you wanna you wanna hear a fucked up quote from Granado from Granado? I I would ju- I just got curious. I wanted to see what he was saying after the game. Oh, alright, yeah. You know I'm always into that. So Darlene on the go- on the game on the game winning goal. The play was drawn up by Matt Ellis. I can't take credit for that one. All I had to oh do was tap it in. Oh, God. Here we go. The Matt Ellis. And then, drops. okay, I was going fucking crazy, going crazy that Peyton Krebs played one shift in the third period and zero shifts in overtime. Doug Renato said Peyton Krebs played one shift in the third period because we decided to shorten the bench to use the guys who were going. Peyton Krebs was your best player through two periods, you fucking joke. I can't stand this guy. I hate him. He's so bad. He's so bad. <laughs> I mean, how like, many cool. times, how many times Skinner. is he going to force this Skinner-Thompson-Tuck line? Like, it's just right. not working right now. He finally benched Skinner, who has deserved a benching for probably two months. And, yeah. like, good on you, but – and then we won, we won the game, so I can't be that mad, but – not recognizing how good Peyton Krebs was playing specifically just goes to show that, like, you're not watching the right thing to me. Oh, like, you have to... The, the My biggest problem with the lineups right now is, like, again, he's switching things around so much, which is, to me, like, okay, well, you're not you're not getting things right. But also, like, you wouldn't need to switch them around so much during the game if you just got it right initially. Like, just why are you moving Krebs? Like, why is he moving down the line? He's been playing really good. And you give him, what, a few games, and then he just goes back down. And then, again, the Skinner-Thompson-Tuck line, like, I know you're looking for maybe some consistency to get them going, but, like, it's just not happening. And and Skinner provides you nothing other than – you know, being able to score when the opportunity presents itself, sure. But there's been so much jumbling of the lines; it's just, it's just crazy. I mean, it's and and yeah, he's again tonight with like Krebs playing a little bit, and then his whole explosion the other night, which we can get into in a second, which I kind of like seeing from him. But it's just like time and place type of thing, and then everything with like the pulled goalies. I'm just, it's just a disaster. I know he's not good at like almost anything anymore <laughs> like what is he providing like what is he teaching these guys I, i'm not like cool you guys can play defense now but it's coming at the at the expense of offense well you texted me so you texted me a couple days ago or actually maybe it was i think it was just today actually about the lance article did you read the lance article because you said a little it's bit like a, yeah it sounds like the locker room is a little bit divided from that is yeah. that about is that about don is that about like direction of the franchise like what uh what were you thinking with that well it was mostly just like uh it was mostly just like uh these are the pieces the sabers can trade and then like it, and then it like had a little a bunch of little quotes in there from like those players and stuff and the one that i the one that caught me because um the one that i i sent that text to you because oposo said like oh my god i wonder if i can find it but it was like some it was something like you know it just it's 
it's it is what it is. Like it, I'm I'm wanting to be traded or like being traded. He was just like it is what it is, and I'm just like, well, dude, if your captain is saying like it is what it is, like yeah. how how checked out can your team possibly be? Like that's not a great sign for like your room leadership, you know. And, and that might not even be necessarily on the coaching staff, and more of like what type of players like as personalities that they have in the room. Yeah, I'm not like I don't know. I don't. It's hard to speculate because we're not in the locker room, but like I don't, at least on the ice, when things are going wrong or when there's like questionable calls and, and like your captain has to do what he has to do, like I just don't like get that from Oposo. And maybe he's doing more in the room. Obviously, the guys love him. Obviously, they've, they've said that, but it just, I mean, we've said it so many times this year. It just feels like a year that you needed more from your leaderships clearly from your head coach and, and clearly from your veteran players and EJ's I'm sure one foot out the door already, you know, he's just begging for a trade and he got benched the other night cause he was so bad. He's on the ice every single time the opponent's scoring and, and then, then I'm just, maybe they just don't want him to get hurt for any trade. He'll probably go to another team and be fine because he'll actually care a little bit more. I don't know. He, he recently <laughs> said too how he, he recently said too how he, feels like he filled the team it's like okay like i don't yeah you kind of did though you kind of you kind of did so yeah i See, absolutely i'm ready yeah, just like, honestly i'm like just get ready to go learn arizona buddy like get ready to go learn some other city <laughs> that'd be great if they trade him to just like a, an even worse team just that'd trade him so trade all these guys don't even trade him to playoff teams just trade him to the other shit teams around the league you think you it's know? bad here here <laughs> go, go, yeah go experience you. it here Go play in front of your 2,500 fans in Molinaria. Yeah. Well, at least they could, like, you know, at least they, they're living in, in – they'd be living in uh, in Arizona. That's a great place. Dude, so our old friend Ilya Labushkin just got traded. Oh, did he? Yeah. He's going where back to get, Toronto, where, baby. Where did he get traded to? Going back to Toronto. Toronto? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's so funny, dude. He's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, he was with he was with Anaheim, right? Yeah, but I mean, yeah. he was with yeah. he was with Toronto before that. So like back, they're doing that again. They're doing the Labushkin thing again. It's so funny, man. He he was not good, and that was their alternative <laughs> to Tanev. Like Toronto was in on Tanev, and he's like a hundred and fifty times the player. So yeah. Oh my god. Like poor Toronto. I feel like that team is they're gonna score a ton of goals in the playoffs, but I that's a playoff team that I think is like a house of cards. Well, that's a team that just the I I imagine they don't have like a ton of prospects because they've traded so many of their picks and they don't have picks either. So it's it's kind of like a lot of pressure on the team right now to 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 get it done within the next few years while you have the you know their core together. Because if not, I mean, it could be tough sledding for a, a little bit there just because they've used a lot of resources to get what they have now, but. <laughs> Especially uh, yeah. in a year where Matthews is going to hit 70 goals. Yeah. Did he score tonight? I'm not sure, actually. I want to know. I'm going to look. Yeah. But if he did, I mean, that's incredible. Score, that's well, I wanted, do you want to mention uh, – we should probably mention Darlene and his ice time lately, right? Cause he's just <laughs> did he play – dude, he played another 27 minutes tonight. Tonight, 27? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, he's just Isn't been playing so much. Dude, it's not good for him. Like, it's not. But that's also an indictment on the roster. The one thing about him, though, that I feel like 
makes it a little bit just besides the fact that he's well he's not young young but he is i mean he is young but how old is he now because he's been with us for like six years now 22 22 yeah i knew he was young but okay so like but the other thing is like aside from him being still young it's he just his skating somewhat effortless right so i feel like he can conserve energy for those games more than others there's not many times where i see him like bent over and and like he's i i never question his effort he's always he's always busting his ass and yeah he had a he had a ton of ton of time tonight but yeah he's just been playing a bunch yeah he's 20 yeah he's 23 that's crazy how old was he when he was drafted then like 16 17 18 18 18 18. it's only been dude it's only been six years man yeah, but still, I mean, even like, I guess, yeah, yeah, that's that's crazy though, yeah. And he's not even in his prime. Like, defensemen are in their prime at like twenty five, twenty six. So, yeah, he's yeah, gonna be scary soon. Yeah, yeah. I I shouldn't even say that. I shouldn't even say that. He already is scary. Like, if we had a team that put the puck in the net, he'd be in the Norris conversation. Yeah, yeah, he's got forty four points. Uh, well, forty six points now this year, fifteen and and thirty one. And yeah, he could ha- you could easily have more, especially if he had somewhat of a competent power play. I mean, he runs a power play like so great. So does Power, by the way. Like, he- he- I feel like Power's learning a lot from Darlene, obviously. But I watch Power run the 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 power play too on when PP two's out there, and he's he- he's he's doing what Darlene does. It's it's nice. Yeah, to have he's certainly not the problem on the power play. It's just the power play setup is so dumb. Yeah, yeah, but he's been playing just a shit ton of minutes, and uh, I- part of that's probably because. Johnson being out and uh, the injuries with Samuelson and, and all that. And, and Bryson, I don't think he's logging like a ton of minutes, but Bryson hasn't been the problem. I, I thought he looked pretty shitty tonight though, honestly against Tampa Bay, but he's been, he's been playing fine, but uh, all right. Anything else here? Sabres wise you want to talk about? No, I'm good. I feel like we just like flew through this content. I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm loving it because I'm, I'm so goddamn exhausted. So this is like an amazing pace that we're on. Usually I, I like that. Usually I like that we sit here and we fucking chat for an hour and a half. But I'm like, oh, we are just like cooking tonight. I love it. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good with a shorter episode tonight. But we should probably just go over because we're getting towards the end of the season. So I, I, we should probably just do like kind of where we are in the standings right now. Okay. So we are sixty games played. So we got twenty two left. And with the win over Tampa Bay tonight, we're 10 points out of that final wildcard spot, which is Tampa Bay. Uh, there is two games in hand, so you can't assume wins, certainly not with the Sabres. But if you do assume two wins, you're, you're six points out of it right now. Oh, my God, dude. That's so annoying. Imagine if they, <laughs> imagine if they had a pulse in October and November. Yeah. I, it, so, I mean, again, it's going to take a hell of a run. To, you know who's gonna hate to this? You know who's gonna hate this? Is oh, Eric. Eric. Eric's gonna hate it because sure. he texted me today. He was like, I love the negativity in your last podcast. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> that is so funny. I mean, but you gotta give them their props when they're playing good. They're it, well, not again, like it hasn't like it's not, not like it's been the best hockey. I I think they played fine against Columbus since we recorded last, and then the game against Carolina was great, but but it's still been it's still been tough sledding. But the problem is is you got Again, so you're assumed six points out, but also you got Pittsburgh in front of you, who has four games in hand. Washington's in front of you, who's got two games in hand, and then uh, the Devils. 
the Devils and the Islanders both have a game in hand. So, dude, again, you, we played you've Detroit. Got to leapfrog a lot of teams on top of winning a shit ton of games. We played Detroit three times to end the season in the middle of March twice, and then in April. Those games, yes. if, if we did manage to like somehow claw our way back in, those would be the games where it's like these are huge. Yeah, you got Detroit three more times, and then I think we have Tampa Bay one more game as well. So um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Again, it's not a not so it's not a non-zero chance. But what do you think? I so got a question for you after your question for me. Yeah. So my question here is. The Sabres have – realistically, I'm probably not going to count the game on March 7th because that's only one day before the trade deadline. But the Sabres have their next three games, tough, tough opponents. But you got the Golden Knights coming to town on Saturday. This can be like our little look ahead too, I guess. But you got the Golden Knights coming to town on Saturday. You have – so you have a back-to-back. So then on Sunday, you have the Jets coming to town. And then you go to Toronto on Wednesday, and that that game's on TNT. I'm just saying, theoretically, if they happen to win all three of those games against those good opponents, you have to think. I mean, Adam's already said he's going to be. He's not making deals for the future. He's looking to add for now. But if they do, by chance, win those three games, what do you think Adams does? Like, do you think he makes a big move? No, I think he still should trade Oposo, Gergensen, and Johnson no matter what. I, you have to. Well, yeah, but but do you think he would do something else if they if there's, they there's rifle no, off a few big wins? I mean, there really isn't anything to be done right now, like going after a big name. Those moves kind of like happen in the summer, like big, big, big moves. So I don't think there's like anything coming that could possibly help us. You know, maybe they trade for a guy like like a Greenway where like he has term on his deal. And it's like this is a piece that's going to be here for the end of the season and for like the next season or two. But there's really nothing out there that's like, holy shit, the Sabres got like this player. Like, wow, that's incredible. You know, and I even if they (laughs) it just won't trust it. Just I don't think it'll happen. But if Brandon Bean would do it. If we did win the next three, I do not want it to to fool Kevin Adams into thinking he has to hold on to these guys with expiring contracts. Like, get these old guys out of the room. Oh no, no, no! It's it's over. Like, just let them go. Let them just just you know kiss them on the forehead and 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 say goodbye. As much and as much as I appreciate like Kyle Poso and 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 what he's meant to the org, like I would love to just see how the team does with just them gone. Like just, just have it be the young guys. And, and cause then it, cause then it comes down to, okay, who's going to be the young guy that steps up. And I think it'd be a Darlene. Like, okay, I, you know what? I'm going to take over this locker room now and we're going to, we're going to do things our way. Like, I don't know. It'd be an interesting, interesting thing, but yeah. Okay. So if no big thing's going to get done, if I'd be totally fine with again, trading those old pieces and just kind of, seeing what your young guys can do, maybe calling a few guys up. But you never know. I mean, Brandon Bean, I mean, he went and got Rasul Douglas, and that was good. Just Kevin Adams, just go and get a piece like it that. Just it just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen in hockey yeah. like that. I wish it did, but it do- it just doesn't. But why couldn't it be a greenway? Like a greenway that like just works out, like just comes here and just works out for like 20 games. You never know. It'd be, it'd be fun. I, I agree, but it just 
it's I'm, I'm minus I'm like a minus five thousand percent chance that it's gonna happen. <laughs> also, we have one more episode before before the deadline. I can't wait to see what what kind of shit we're talking about next Wednesday. It's gonna be insane. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be fun now that we're you know kind of rolling with the show here. Yeah, to see what happens because the around the league stuff's always fun, and we'll see what happens. There's a lot of interesting interesting things that that could that could go down but uh we can do just real quick amherst here before we head out amherst are <laughs> in a bit of a slide yeah this is just what they do honestly yeah they like fuck around for a whole month and then they come back and squeak into the playoffs and somehow they're a playoff demon so i'm, I'm not concerned about the amherst to be honest with you well i just would hope that they're as much as they're like probably wanting to watch the sabers I just hope they're watching teams that can actually score and learning from them because they are also not scoring right now. And they have two goals or less in each of their last five games. And since we talked last week, they're zero, two and one down to fifth in the North division. They were in third. So Seth Appert, just stop watching Sabres games, watch some other teams that can score and tell your guys, listen, guys, you're playing the right way. Just don't get bored. Okay. Do not get bored playing yeah. the right way. Yeah. Honestly, though, if we're talking trade deadline, I could see I could see them like swinging a deal for like somebody in the AHL to help out the Amherst for the playoffs. That yeah, I thing mean, I hope they get it more regularly, like, you know. Yeah, and down to fifth in the North. I mean, I if you look like they're they don't have games in hand, so they're like that's a true fifth uh, standing, but they're only like two points out of third. So like, it's well, they've, still... they've been playing like shit. They've been horrible this whole oh, yeah, month. Like, been... they, the only reason they were getting winning games was because Levi was unbelievable. Yeah, but if you look so, at like, their I, last I five games, it's literally like one goal, one goal, two goal, two goal, yeah. one goal. Like, they were also just... missing Kulik for a while too. He was injured, so and he's back now, so that that helps. But yeah, yeah, I could, I could see them totally like you know just suddenly starting like string together like two wins here, overtime loss, then another two wins here. Like I could see them like going on a little run. That's just kind of what they do. They fuck around for like a full month and then they come back and make the playoffs and have a little run. That's just so. That's just what they do the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean I hope so because it was it was really fun watching them last year and I'd love to see Levi just get like a ton of ton of uh, chances in net in the the Calder Cup playoffs. Like I'll yeah. I'll, definitely be be watching that um but all right so that's gonna do it for today so again a little bit more positive news this week on the show we'll see what happens over the next week as we mentioned earlier the Sabres have a tough few games Jack Eichel has returned to skating so we'll see if he makes his return to the ice in Buffalo on Saturday that would be poetic if he does uh we already we already beat them once this year, but man, I'd love to beat them twice and, and make sure we beat them on home ice this time. Cause then he got a hat trick against us last year. I he did. Think. Yeah, he did. He rubbed it in our faces. And then they, he, then he did the, remember that one, was it that game where he was like, Oh, they, they really miss me, huh? Or whatever he fucking said. No, no, no. Little that prick was the, that, two that years was, ago. That was the first game ever. Yeah. 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 A little prick. I can't yeah. stand that guy. <laughs> so we'll see if he comes back. I, I, I kind of want him to just to to see like I don't know what time is that game at? What time is that game? Is it if it's at home? It's at seven o'clock. Yeah, but sometimes Saturday games get fun. Oh, you're right. So. I think it's still seven though. I think it's not. I think it's at night. I gotta see what we're doing. Maybe maybe we should go to that game. That would be fun. 
Dude, I'd go. I haven't done it honestly. I've we would. Oh, you know what? I can't because I have I have a, a Jack and Jill. Shout out my my cousin Sarah and her and her to be husband, her fiance Ryan. Like shout out to you guys. I know you're not gonna listen because I literally don't think that you have a, that you know that I have a podcast. But you know, shout out to you and your Jack and Jill. It should be a fun time. I'll probably get fucked up. So it'll, it'll be a good All right. time. All right. So hopefully the Sabers can. <laughs> Get a get a win against uh, Eichel. Yeah, who knows? I might get some tickets to that game. We'll see. It'd be fun. It would be fun to boo Eichel. I do want to go to the Detroit game coming up though, the one before the deadline. I I definitely want to go. No, it's not. It's after the deadline. Oh, it's after. It's on the twelfth. <laughs> it's on the twelfth. All right. Well, I, I kind of want to go to that game anyway, just because I wanna I want to boo that team. All right, dude. Just real quick before we sign off, this is because we mentioned the Sabers have a brutal schedule. This is their stretch of games. So this is it's either gonna, dude, it's either gonna I be know. good Trust or really me. bad. All right. This is like the next ten games. Vegas, Winnipeg, Toronto, Nashville, Edmonton, Detroit, Islanders, Detroit, Seattle, Vancouver, Edmonton. Oh, <laughs> oh my, my god. god. That is well, just a bear of a schedule. How many of those are at home? Five. Well, that's five losses. So five you know, at home and, and five of those. It's pretty much an even split with those. So you're telling me they're going to go three and seven, basically? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. The, right, home game, well, the, the home games are Vegas, Winnipeg, Edmonton, Detroit, and uh, Islanders. So, oh my god, I could see them losing. All, I can see them losing all of those games, but the Islanders games will be the Islanders one will be a two-one loss where we record thirteen shots on goal. <laughs> Do you think they'll boo that? Will boo Patrick Kane? Fuck yeah, we should. We should. I know, I know. Fucker. I don't. I don't think they will, but I would he, love that. I would love that. He didn't choose us. Yeah, yeah. I would love nothing more than that because I think it might rattle him a little bit too. And well, it's maybe fun. not. He's not like mentally weak like Michael, but Bo- booing guys is is fun. It's part of sports. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so that's why the Sabers are Dude. bitches for being booed. Like whatever. <laughs> I'll tell you what. We gotta end this shit because I'm getting delirious. That's what you had to tell me. You didn't have. I thought you had some saber stuff. You just no, no. Right. I'm sick. Just, even though they won tonight, I'm still, I'm still mad at them. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. That's this is good. A nice little hour uh, episode for us, and I can get to bed by eleven, which is great. So. All right, everybody, you know what to do. If you are still listening, follow us on Twitter at Saber Spotlight. Uh, rate, review the show. Tell your friends. Uh, listen on Apple, Spotify. We're now on YouTube. Any questions or feedback for the show can be sent to the email address, and we will see everybody next week. Later. Bye, everyone.